Well, good morning and welcome to New Hope Chapel's New Year's Eve, I guess, celebration. I welcome those of you online. You know, my call to worship this morning and my focus is found in these, these words. And that is that the presence of the Lord is here among us, protecting us, loving us, encouraging us. And this morning, I just believe that we are coming as a people of hope. And we are going to be a witness to the power of God in this coming year. Amen. It's got to be exciting. Amen. Jump on board and let's witness together. Pray with me. So, dear Lord, as we fix our eyes on what is true, right, and holy, may our hearts and minds dwell in the peace that only you, our Lord, can provide. Amen? Amen. You know, the title of my sermon this morning, as noted by your handouts, is A New Year Without Fear. And I know that there are a variety of Christians here this morning. Some of you have worry in your lives. Others have worry and fear. Fear is a key ingredient in this scenario. And you know, others have worry, fear, and anxiety. And still others have worry, fear, anxiety, and depression. And of course, we have those who have worry, fear, anxiety, depression, and despair. Well, the Lord's solution is in our text. Psalm 23, verse 4, a psalm of David. Of course, you'll find that printed in your handout together with the sermon outline for your easy reference. You know, I never want to neglect walking through Psalm 19.14. So you walk with me. So, dear Lord, this morning, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And dear Lord Jesus, I just pray that hope is brought to every heart in this room this morning. Amen? Amen. You know, we need, <clears throat> we need to get life under control. And that's what Jesus Christ came to do, to gain control of our lives so that through the power of his Spirit, we might be in control of things like worry, fear, and beyond. You know, there are times when we go through dark valleys in life. In fact, there's an old arrow proverb that says, all sunshine and no rain makes a desert. In other words, if you don't have down times in your life, you would become sterile, you would become dry, you would become unpredictive, unproductive, perhaps not predictive as well. All sunshine and no rain makes a desert. So life, as you well know, is a mixture of pain and pleasure. It's a mixture of joy and sorrow. It's a mixture of celebration and weeping. And the Bible says that even in those times of darkness, even in those times when we are in a dark valley and we are tempted to be fearful, we should not be afraid. We shouldn't allow fear to grip us when we are in that dark valley of life. You know, maybe it's a valley of depression. Maybe it's a valley of discouragement 
or a valley of disappointment or even a valley of death. The Bible says that God is with us in those valleys. Well, in our text, Psalm 23, 4, David wrote, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Fear causes all kinds of problems, and the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear. We're not to go around in fear. We're we're not to be afraid of what may happen. We're not to be afraid of what could happen. We're not to be afraid of the circumstances that you're facing this very moment. No matter how insurmountable they they may feel, they may appear, because the Bible says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Surely God would have us say no to fear in this coming year. So first, in your outline, consider the reality of life's dark valleys. Consider A, life's dark valleys are unavoidable. There is no doubt that we will have to face fear in the next year. Jesus actually taught this truth when he said in John 16, 33, in this world you will have tribulation. And our text again states, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, there's actually a valley in Israel that is called the valley of the shadow of death. It's a deep canyon in the southern part of Palestine, down near the city of Jericho. And the only time the sun shines in that canyon is when the sun is directly overhead at high noon. Even then, when the sun is shining, there are shadows in the walls of that canyon. So imagine what it would be like to walk when the sun is not shining in that canyon. Now, why would the shepherd have to walk through that dark valley? Well, it was because in the wintertime, the grass was dried up and the grass on the hillsides was non-existent and the only place in the land of Palestine to find grass for the sheep was down in that valley. The grass had been protected in that valley. Even in the wintertime, you find the, the grass was tall, it was lush, and it was green. And in that dark valley, the, the sheep could find something to eat. So this was a valley that was beneficial to the sheep, but perilous for the shepherd. And it was unavoidable. I want to tell you that the dark valleys in your life are unavoidable. They're going to come. And it doesn't matter whether you're a believer or not a believer. Dark valleys don't care whether you are a Christian or whether you're not a Christian. This phrase, the valley of the shadow of death that we see here, is just a picture of the fact that all of us are going to go through the unavoidable dark valleys of life. Psalm 34, 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Again, Jesus said, In this world, you will have tribulation. Not if tribulation comes, but when it comes. Because tribulation, discouragement, suffering, sorrow, sickness, frustration, and fatigue are going to come. No matter who you are, they are unavoidable. And then consider B. Life's dark valleys are unpredictable. You know, Jeremiah 4.20 states, Disaster follows disaster. In an instant, 
My tents are destroyed. My shelter in a moment. Have you ever noticed that bad things don't happen at convenient times? Have you ever had a flat tire in your car at a convenient time? It's always when you're in a hurry or when you have an appointment and you go out and you have a flat. Disaster is never convenient. The dark valleys of life are unpredictable. You never know when they're going to happen. Now, if we could schedule them, then we could really be prepared because then we could say, all right, I'm going to have a downtime. I'm going to be depressed and discouraged from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock next Thursday, and we could prepare for it. But that's not how those things happen. They are very unpredictable in our life. It can be just as calm and peaceful in our lives as they can be. And suddenly something can happen and you find yourself in a valley of darkness. That's literally what this word in Psalm 23, 4 states. The valley of the shadow of death actually means the valley of darkness. You know, you can go to the mailbox and receive some kind of notice in the mail and suddenly you are in the valley of darkness. You can go to a doctor for a routine checkup and then the report comes back and suddenly you are in a valley of darkness. You can come home, find all the furniture gone, all the dishes gone, and everything is gone and a note. And they've left you. And all of a sudden, you're in a dark valley. Some of you can receive a phone call and hear that your mother or your father or some loved one has passed away. You know, the timing of these valleys is unpredictable. And have you ever noticed how quickly a good day can become a bad day? Seems everything is going fine, and then one of these phone calls comes, or one of these letters come, or you round a corner, you collide, and you have a wreck. You've been having a good day, and all of a sudden, you have a bad day. So dark valleys are unpredictable, and they're unavoidable. Then I want you to consider life's dark valleys are universal. You know, Matthew 5.45 states, He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Now, if something bad has happened to you, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you're a person. The Bible tells us that many times good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. Somehow, some of us want to believe or think that we should be exempt from the valley experiences of life. And we want to say, why me? You ought to try asking yourselves, why not me? Why should I be excluded from all the sickness and the sorrow and the hurt that every person on earth in life suffers and goes through? Why should God single me out and exempt me from suffering? Did he exempt his own son, Jesus Christ, from cross? You see, life's dark valleys are universal, whether you are a good person or a bad person. Jesus said, you are going to have some rain fall into your life. There's nobody who will live in this universe without a tragedy. Nobody who will make it through life without having Heartaches. Consider D. Life's dark valleys are unenduring. 
First Peter 1 Peter 1.6 states, In all this you greatly rejoice, that now for a little while you may, have, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. You know, when you're in a dark valley, it can seem like it's going to last forever. It just seems like it's never going to end. It seems like a grave. But dark valleys are not going to last. The Bible says that God is going to bring you through. Even our text, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You're walking through it. Listen. 2 Corinthians 4.17 It states, Our troubles are short-lived. And their outcome is an eternal glory which outweighs them all. Even for a moment, think that even if you spend your whole life in a dark valley down here, it would be nothing compared to the glory and the joy that you're going to enjoy with Christ for all eternity. David said, I am going through the valley of the shadow of death. In other words, he did not say, that he was going there to stay. <laughs> you know, there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Valleys are unenduring. God is going to bring you out into the light once again. Consider E. Life's dark valleys are useful. First Peter 5.10 states, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Amen. Remember this about dark valleys. Every dark valley has a purpose. It also happens to strengthen your faith. You know, you cannot have two mountaintops without a valley in between. So if you have been on the mountaintop, you're probably descending into the valley. If you are in the valley, the chances are good that you will be going up to the mountaintop. Your faith is not strengthened in the mountaintop. Your faith is strengthened when you're in the valley. When you are on the mountaintop, you have a tendency to be self-sufficient. You may be so, become so self-sufficient that you may get the attitude, I don't need God. Things are going great. Why do I need God? I want to tell you, when you are in the dark valley and you cannot see and you know that there may be an enemy hiding behind that rock, and there may be a wild animal over there, and you may be about to be devoured, that's when you are driven to your knees and you say, Oh God, I need you. Oh God, I have to have you. There's also many of you here who are in that dark valley because God wants to grow your faith. God wants your attention. God wants you to, to look to him. He doesn't want us to be so self-sufficient, he wants us to depend upon him. Now every tragedy and everything that happens to us that is evil can be used by God for the good if we will allow God to do it. You remember Romans 8.28? All things work for the good to those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, 
A good God does not cause tragedy or evil. A good God does not cause evil to happen. While a good God cannot cause the evil, a good God does make use of the evil and tragic things for his glory and to strengthen our lives. Second in your outline, consider the reassurance for life's dark valleys. Our text, again, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Psalm 34, 19 states, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. You know, David went through a lot of dark valleys, and God brought him out through every single one of them. First, he rather like consider the Lord brought David through the valley of suffering. He was hounded by King Saul. King Saul wanted to kill him, wanted to deny him his life. And David, as a result, suffered emotionally and physically. And second, God brought David through the valley of slander. See, Saul slandered the name of David, and he said he was an enemy of Israel. That was hard to take. But then he said that David was an enemy of God. That was too much. And God brought him through that time and made him king. Third, the Lord brought David through the valley of sin when he committed the sin of adultery and and he committed murder. God brought him through that valley and restored his soul and restored the joy of his salvation. And fourth, the Lord brought David through the valley of sorrow. When his little baby died and David, who had been weeping and praying over his baby, rose up, he washed himself, He dressed himself and he went to the temple of God and he went to the place of worship and there he praised the Lord. And he said, I can't bring my little son back, but one day I'll go to where he is. David knew that his son was in God's hands. David knew because he understood the character of God. When you understand the character of God, then peace is felt for aborted children and for children of tender years or for those individuals who have severe mental deficiencies when they pass away. We have God's reassurance. Consider third in your outline, the response to life's dark valleys. Our text, Psalm 23, 4b states, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Well, consider A, remember his presence. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. Remember, God is with you. God is present. You know, so many times the devil brings fear into our lives because we forget the presence of the Lord and we feel isolated and we feel alone and we feel cut off. If you are in a valley of darkness today, remember he is with you. Remember his presence. Consider B, relax in his protection. He says in the next phrase, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
Remember the rod of the shepherd was the weapon of the shepherd. It's what he used to fight off the wolves and the beasts that would try to devour the sheep. You know, when David went to fight Goliath, he said to King Saul, I'm not afraid of that giant because I, as a shepherd boy, fought with a lion and I killed him. And I fought with a bear and I killed him too. I'm not afraid of this giant. When the devil tries to grip your heart with fear and makes you think there's no hope, remember you can relax in the Lord's protection. You may be in the valley of the shadow of death. You may feel there are enemies all around. It's a valley of darkness. But the shepherd will stand there with his rod and he stands between you and every enemy that would try to destroy you. Ultimately, you have but one enemy, and it's the devil. The devil would like to devour you, but he cannot do it because the Lord is standing between you and him. Now, why in the world would a shepherd risk his life for a sheep? He takes that rod, which is like a club, and he says to the wolf, to that hyena, to that jackal, okay, if you want the sheep, you've got to come through me. He will risk his life for a dumb animal, for a sheep. Why? Because the flock was a sacred trust bestowed on that shepherd. The shepherd would die before he would let something happen to one of his sheep. Well, I want to tell you something. You are more valuable than any sheep to Jesus. He's your shepherd. And you can relax in his protection. See, Jesus stands between you and the devil and he says, don't be afraid because if the devil wants you, he's got to come through me. Hallelujah. You can relax in his protection and remember his presence. And consider C. You can rely on his power. Again, our text states, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, this staff, it has a, a, a crook on the end, which was used by the shepherd when the sheep would fall into a pit or when the sheep would stray off the path. He would take that staff and he would gently pull the sheep back into the correct pathway. Or if he had to, he would reach way over the ledge, over the embankment to try to get to that sheep, hook him, and bring him back up to safety. So there will be times when you stumble in the dark valley. There will be times when life crushes you, and you may very well fall into a pit of despair. And the Bible says that you can rely on his power I promise you that those times will come. I promise you that there will be times in your life when your strength, your ability, and your positive outlook and all is all you can do, but it's not going to be enough. You will be in a pit that you cannot get out of, and your only hope will be to know Jesus Christ, who will take that staff, and he'll bring you out of that pit, and he'll put you on a path of victory once again. Some of you may be going through that dark valley today, but thank God. If, if you know Jesus, you can say, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. 
You know, if you are in a dark valley today and you feel like the debris of discouragement and depression and disappointment in life is falling in on you, I want to tell you something. You can look into the face of Jesus and you can say, Jesus, I know you've come for me. I know you wouldn't leave me here. I know that you are here for me. And he is. Amen? Amen. Service is over. Go and face this year with renewed hope, strength, and confidence. For our shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's always with us. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. That we can have victory over our fears because of who you are and what you have promised. You said we can have confidence because you are our God. You'll always be with us. You'll protect us with your righteous hand. You are the all-powerful and all-wise God who defends us. Amen.